Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 271 for January 20th, 2021. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me as always, Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, and we got a new one here, guys. Narwhal Labs. <laughs> Oh, man, that was terrible. Hang on. I can do better. Hang on. Okay, okay. Say it again. Narwhal Labs. Hey, can I make a request of Jeff? Jeff plays the trumpet. No, I don't want to do that. Should you ask us about something you're going to ask him? No, no. If if Jeff is listening, I would like to see um, a rainbow hair. Because Jeff goes through all the colors, and he does them well, but they're always solid. I'd like to see a rainbow hair on Jeff. Because I just, he's already amazingly handsome, right? And then he does his hair blue. I've seen it green. I think he did orange once. I want to see them all. Do it, Jeff. Mm. Don't be afraid. Thank you for your love and support. But I want to see your hair, Rainbow Jeff. Do I used it. to love that cartoon. Rainbow Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Moving right along, Stu Morrison, the godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, hey, who's this? Jeff Shaw, Infinite <laughs> Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashir, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and of course, Gangi and Pop Up Makerspace. <clears throat> what? Uh, hello to both of you. Although we uh, have spent hi. the last half an hour talking. Um, yeah, ju- just real quick, um, just so people know. So, so Jeff Shaw is uh, his. He's personally a Patreon supporter of ours. He has been for a very long time, and yeah. uh, he, he in. The past year or so, he started working for Narwhal Labs, which is a makerspace that is owned by Total Boat that they built to continue to, to work with the community and stuff. And so they hired Jeff to run that. So Narwhal Labs is the sponsor, which is this makerspace that's in Rhode Island. If anybody ever is looking for a makerspace in Rhode Island, I highly check out. I would recommend checking out Narwhal Labs. They have everything. It's a great place. Great group of people. Jeff Shaw, great guy. And uh, he's been on our podcast before, too, because he, we suckered him into paying the back when we used to allow people to, <laughs> to buy their way onto the show. That's the same Jeff Shaw? Yeah. Huh. Look at that. You, didn't, you really that. didn't know that? Come on. Okay. <laughs> just a joke. <laughs> so Honestly, anybody Tim, else out there who's already the one of, of our... Sp- That's just it, yeah. A- anybody else out there who's already being generous with their love and time and attention and money... Um, go ahead and open up a makerspace, and then you can support us through the makerspace too. Mm. Mm. I'm just yeah. Jeff is a trendsetter. He really is. Yeah. He's the total trendsetter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what's um. <laughs> he doesn't sound like you know, like uh, you know, brown is a new black. You know, supporting a, <laughs> supporting a reclaimed audio podcast on Patreon.com is the new supporting it once, or supporting it twice is the new supporting it once. I don't know how to say it. 
You get it, though. No, no, no. You nailed it. No, we'll work on the T-shirt. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Supporting Reclaimed Audio twice is the new broccoli. (laughs) Perfect. So so should we read the reviews first, since you mentioned that? Because we were changing up our order, correct? Yeah, let's Uh, do that. Why don't we ask for money first? I feel like that's the thing to continue doing. Well, start off with that. That's the most important thing. Okay. Please. Yeah. Okay. So... um, we do a podcast before uh, a sorry a pre-show before we do the the main show of the podcast, and that's where we sort of hash out the topic and things get a little bit more um, adult, uh, just as far as language, not any other topics or anything. But uh, you know, where you get a little bit more of a behind the scenes into into the show, and it's a lot of fun. So um, for as little as one dollar per episode, you have access to that, and for ten bucks a month, you have your name read out amongst the other high rollers. Uh, at the top of the hour and uh, again that's patreon.com slash reclaimed audio or you can go to our website reclaimed com, and there's a link that takes you there um, and while I'm on this roll I'll just tell you about the uh, the reviews uh, from our website as well reclaimedaudiopodcast.com you can click on a link it'll take you to iTunes you can leave a five star review which we very much appreciate and those five star reviews get read aloud during the podcast uh, review segment so that's super fun, and I guess we're going to do Regardless of what you write in the yeah. context of the review. Yes, yeah. as, long as, it's, as long as it's five stars, we'll read it. There have been some people that have really <laughs> pushed, pushed the boundaries of those uh, very minor restrictions and made us read some real mm. garbage and, um, and some very long things. Uh, but it's, I think it's still worth it. I think, we can still, I think it's still safe to say we'll read anything that's written in there as long as it's not PG-13 or R. And it's right. uh, five, so five the stars. part where you said that people that are doing what we ask, calling it garbage and too long, that was that was romancing the stone. That's right. Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and uh, we will we will edit anything that's a little too more than PG thirteen. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. No swears. Um, yeah. No swears. My kids easy. listen to this. Uh, so we have a, okay. we have a few a few of them this week um, here. Oh. That's that's Did terrific. You, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, and I, in the, I and didn't. I thought of them. I'm going to read them out of order, um, because uh, you would mention the T-shirt saying that reclaim supporting reclaimed audio podcast is the new broccoli. It made me think of the reviews that we have one here from Kelly slash King. It is a five star review, so we're reading it. The title is Great Shop Talk, and the review is very informative pod about the different ways to use the word broccoli. Thanks, Tim. How about that? Well, that's terrific. That's <laughs> sensational. It's broccoli. Can, Tim, can you do your cricket thing for yourself? Yeah, it seems no. like it would be weird. No, I broke oh. it. Yeah. All right, well, I'll do the other one. Uh, uh, this is my 12th review from Ryan Bardenrat Richley. Uh, five stars. It says, please pay no regard to review number 11. Uh, I have <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> alternated facts, and due to... Due to that, have disseminated fake news. For that, I will be self-flagellating for my sins. Yeah. So so is he going to sit in a room by himself and, and not smell good? Is that what that means? That's exactly what that means. And um, Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> so there's a backstory to that, that Ryan, um, I don't know if he was drinking or not. I'm not going to assume. Um, but <laughs> he was, he was because he knows I you know I had some songs out there. So he was looking for 
song lyrics of mine that he was going to post in there and he did he found them and he posted them in there and then he he shared this with me like this link and he's like haha look what i found because i'm a great detective but it was actually a song called sway by a guy named tim uh and it happens if you like search like tim sway song like this guy's stuff will come up sometimes and uh, and so it was someone else's song lyrics and that's what that's all about he went and he then he changed it when i was like oh that's not mine but that's a funny idea and he went and he and he that's so that was the review number 11 huh. uh, <clears throat> ryan let, let me give you a little bit of advice buddy go over to itunes and you search for black white and one other color and you can pay uh, 6.99 i believe and get yourself all the tim suede lyrics you want i'm just saying yeah you probably find them free too It, Super have, fun. Yeah, we have I have one, that CD. You sent me that CD. I have well, I have several hundred of them still. <laughs> Wait Remember? a minute. I paid for that and you sent Phil a free one? Yeah. You sent me like yeah. two or three free ones, yeah. 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 Didn't I send didn't I send you like a half a dozen of them? Yeah, but I burned them. Yeah. I made a ukulele out of a bunch. Remember that? Yeah, I do. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It lasted like a couple days. It was fun though. <laughs> um, we have we have one more from Tom Maker of Things. Uh, five stars, great podcast. As an aspiring maker, I enjoy this insightful and entertaining guinea pig podcast. I find the tips and advice helpful for my small business. I always look forward to listening whilst sanding. That's, um, that's a good time to listen. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. We are doing our best to make the best, the preemptive guinea pig guitar podcast on the internet. You know, anytime I hear the word whilst in a sentence, it makes me feel like a better human. I, um, now that this has 100% transformed into a guinea pig guitar podcast, I'd like to announce my retirement from said <laughs> podcast. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Arrivederci. And then once we finish firing Bill, it's going to be a really good podcast. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. This was like, really, this was, this podcast was like a five year slow burn to whittle down to Tim alone. <laughs> Just me talking about guinea pigs and guitars. Finally. So, aren't you going to oh, ask me what I'm up to? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> right. Oh man. Okay. Um, let's keep let's keep on rolling. What are we working on? Tim, are you working on things or no? Yeah, guinea pigs and guitars, of course. <laughs> oh, I regret asking this now. Um, but I, guess, I have. A, I guess elaborate. I have a, quickly. I wanted to say that I I have a guitar video that I put out. Um, there's a couple parts to it. Of this guitar, this from the Soviet Union, and um, I restored it. I didn't really store it. I like kind of re- reconditioned it, reworked it, got it working again. Revamped it. Are, revamped it. That's the term. Revamped it. So yeah. I, I put that <laughs> I put that up for sale on eBay. Um, so if you go to if you go to my YouTube channel, you can find links. I'm, I'll be sharing links on Instagram and stuff too. But if you're interested in it, it's up for eBay. And I did this like, what I did is I put the bidding up. I, I had two hundred and two dollars invested into the instrument, and then you know, God only knows how many hours. But some of those hours are filming and, and stuff, and so of course it took longer because of that. But um, so I was like, you know, I could potentially lose my shirt. But in in the first day, it got up to it said at the time of recording it's at $415 right now um, mm. so that's good so that means it's not a total because I, I, when I put it at 202 I was like if it sells for 202 I'm going to pay like 30 bucks in Etsy fees or whatever and lose money I mean eBay fees um, but so now like now it's like oh I was like this will actually work like I'm not trying to get rich on this guitar I want it to go for a fair price I would like someone to get a really good comfortable deal I don't want to see like some kind of crazy bidding war happening but then again that would be cool if that happened too 
just because it would yeah. be interesting to see the interest, you know. But what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping will happen is, um, you know, I, like all these guitars in the series, I want to do some different things like this with them, and I'm, I'm thinking about maybe doing like a silent auction for one, or thinking of doing or some kind of giveaway for one, um, or even like a raffle maybe if that's if I can legally do that. Um, but I, so, but that's the first one going on. So if anybody's interested, they can check it out. And then the other thing I wanted to tell was a quick little story about this the series that I'm doing. The idea of the series is besides you know my YouTube channel, I make guitars. I was getting tired of making the same videos over and over again, so I was like looking for different angles of guitar making videos. And I thought it'd be cool to buy a bunch of cheap guitars that are not necessarily collectors' items, and you know just sort of these like cheap weird guitars, the ones that I'm into, and um and and have some fun with them. You know, so I have one I'm working on now. I'm putting these like crazy electronics in. I've got that one that's up for auction. I've got a couple other on the rack, and then this guy that I know from like 15 years ago so i'm friends with him on facebook um this guy dan that still follows me on facebook he saw some of this stuff and he goes he's like hey i got a couple of these old guitars he lives in connecticut you know and um he's like i have a couple of these old guitars that i bet you you could you know make running he's like i i wouldn't mind having one of them work you know this and he's like you know so yeah, come on by so he brings him by uh three instruments um one of them is like a like a beetle bass they call it it's like a knockoff of a beetle bass like not the real brand Japanese copy of like that fiddle bass that Paul McCartney used to play and it's not worth saving I'm thinking it might make a good speaker box maybe um, one of them is a Japanese guitar that's got a like it's got the, it's like the quintessential like kind of cool quirky Japanese guitar from the era like one of the desirable ones but it's got all the same problems that they all have and then one of them is actually an old K um, archtop it's like a jazz box archtop guitar like like totally my jam and none of them had strings on them or like two strings or whatever. And he brought them in. I'm looking at them. And they all looked like, except for that one, the other two looked pretty savable. And he was like, really? He's like the the Taisko, the the Japanese one. He's like, this is, you know, this is the one that I would like like to have to be able to play. Do you think you can make it work? He's like, if you can, I'll just, you can just keep these other two. And I was like, all right. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. I was mm. like, that's that sounds like a super deal. Instead of Dude, that's cool. Something. So, the, so the K is like, um, it's like right up my alley for like, I don't really collect like I'm not a collector. Like I, I, I make and buy guitars, but I, I have a couple that I use as for a living that are still sentimental to me. But I'm not like buying and collecting them. But this one's mine. <laughs> I love this guitar. <laughs> it's, it's just like right in my wheelhouse, and um, and it's actually in pretty good shape right out of the gate. Like I put some strings on it. Still a little dirty in the electronics, you know, a couple of things here and there. But like it's playable right now as is. And I was playing it yesterday and enjoying the heck out of it. And uh, so now what I'm going to do is make a video out of the other guitar of his that I'm going to give back to him and just see if I can really polish that turd, you know, and and mm. make it because um, mm-hmm. that's what everybody loves to see. Might, that might be another uh, topic. You might want to jot that down, polish turd. Polish. Seriously, I mean, we've all polish. done that, right? Like, we've had a- yes, for sure we have, and we haven't done anything. Tim, let me ask you a question. This mm-hmm. is going to sound odd, but is there such a thing as a synth guitar? Uh, yeah, there's there are... Um, there are synthesizers. I mean, well, there's like the keytar, of course. It's like the key- the piano. But then yeah, there no, are but I mean, one there are string. synth modules. Yeah, you can put things in guitars that will. So you can pluck the string, and then you can turn that sound into. You can use that to trigger MIDI. synthesizers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's MIDI modules. There's some guitars that are made that way, and there's things you can buy and put on normal guitars. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. That I'm into uh, recently, maybe within the last year or so, just into like synth. Just yeah. synth pop and like synth wave and like just those, that kind of music because you can listen to that in headphones and just work like I guess in the shop but also actual work like I can work on spreadsheets while listening to that stuff because there's really no lyrics mm. and it's just very I don't know necessarily relaxing but certainly 
something that you can leave on and not ha get caught up in lyrics and that it would take your mind away from what you're doing. Uh, yeah. and I, it would and actually I, make my ears bleed, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, uh. Okay. Um, I think a lot of it is the appeal for me is like very like uh, nostalgic for the 80s, which I really like. And, uh, and a lot Casey of it is very... Casey likes it. You, very yeah. Her and I have the exact same musical taste, by the way. Yeah, exactly. it does seem that way. <laughs> exact same. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. I have so much in common with your wife. Anyways, um, I was going to say, uh, also very video gamey. Also, so that's sure that's I enjoy too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the um, yeah. I've I was talking with a guy once about making a synth bass, basically like putting modules on a bass. But yeah. like to me, it didn't seem like like it, there's so many good products that you can just kind of put on a bass nowadays, like or a guitar that are like yeah. you just kind of put it on. Like it didn't really make sense to try to build something from scratch to me, honestly. But um. But it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. I wouldn't mind learning more about it. I don't know much about MIDI. I never mess around with it. Um, when it was popular back in the the 80s that you're nostalgic for, like I was yeah. just all like, if it doesn't have strings, it doesn't count, you know? Yeah. Um, it's back in though, by the way. Like, it's yeah. a huge resurgence for it. When I was touring with this this Christian rock band, um, like 10 what years What was the ago, name of the band, by the way? Uh, the name of the band was Ten Shekel Shirt. Get out of here. I'm 100% serious. That Google is, them. You'll see a picture of me with some, probably some of the photos. <laughs> Ten shekel shirt. So if yeah. I do the correct currency conversion, uh, that's like a, that's like a two dollars and fifteen cents. I don't know. I've never bought a shirt with shekels, but um, I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have. <laughs> I have. Uh, I think it's a. I think it's a biblical term. I'm not sure. Like I think there's something in the Bible. Shekels is currently the currency in Israel. Well, yeah, but it was the currency in Israel for. Back then, yes. too, I believe. Right. Now, it's called oh, the yeah, New there Shekel you are. right now. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I Googled it. Yeah. Who's telling the truth? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so it is. We, we used to play a lot of shows with this other Christian band, um, and the they had the guy that played bass guitar also played synths. And um, and so then he stopped playing the bass guitar altogether. He got, like, a cheap keytar, and he okay. played the bass parts on the keytar through the synth module. So, like, I would go out with my you know, my Fender bass and my, my bass amp and, you know, I'm the big guy that makes the big low end in the band, right? And, um, yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> it's, it's, um, huh. and, uh, and, but they, they would open for us usually and he would be playing a synth bass and so, you know, when, when you're talking about sound frequencies, like you can, you know, meticulously create sound frequencies the way you want mm -hmm. them. So he had the their PA system and they would just make this whole room ring. It was just like all this low end and this thump and this that I could just not do with a bass guitar with, you know, yeah. through that same PA system. I just couldn't get that kind of low end and they could just die. I mean, cause they, you could play in a small room with like five people and create that bass frequency. Like that you just can't do with a bass guitar. And I was like, yeah. every time we were playing a bill and like, we'd be like, I'd, I'd see them there setting up and we'd be at play. I was like, Oh God, I was like, yeah, like, I just feel like so wimpy. <laughs> like, I got to follow that. Because you can so, you can design the sound profile exactly. of that stuff. Like, change the attack, change the decay, the sustain, yeah. like, all that stuff. And they were playing a lot of high, they had a guitar, drums, and him. And everything was, like, to a loop and programmed. So they're basically, it was almost like half karaoke, you know what I mean? Like, they had their set was, like, pro programmed into laptops and stuff. Yes. And then they were playing along with it. And so everything was meticulously organized. Like, it was like, oh, we need more 440 hertz. You know what I mean? It was like... And then yeah. I got up there with my, my bass, and it's like the, the room has like a, you know, like there's like a, someone left a couch in the backstage, and there's half my bass gets sucked into that. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever, you know what I mean? It's yes. like every room. It's more authentic, though. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was just so wimpy feeling compared to. It was tough. It was tough to follow. I get you. Yeah, that's a that's a good story that has nothing to do with guinea pigs. <laughs> there you go. Heart. I was. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate that charity. Uh, Bill, what about you? What are you working on? Well, you know, today was a holiday for me, so I thought, you know, I've been very busy lately at work, and I'm going to relax, and that didn't happen. I ended up doing a bunch of yard work, both my house and uh, the the landlord's house, because they're not here most of the time, so I kind of watch over their house as well. And it's weird because it's January, it's 80 degrees outside, and I'm able to cut the lawn and everything. It's all dry. It's not wet and... Anyway, so I did all of that, and I started working on Casey's guitar that mm. I'm making for her, her cigar box guitar. And um, what, one of the things that I'm going to do with that now, so I wanted to do something I haven't done yet or something a little bit different. So instead of putting a pickup where I cut a hole in the top of the cigar box to mount the pickup in, I've got one of these little matchbox pickups. And what I want to do is I want to route out a slot under the lid to where it'll sit up inside there, but the, the front of the cigar box will look like it's whole. There's no... Mm-hmm. so, But I got to get down close enough to where it will actually pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's going to be kind of fun. Um, and other than that, uh, not a whole lot. Just going to... She, I, she picked out the box and the, the wood she wants to use for it. And uh, I'm using some old salon stuff I had from salon build projects. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. So nothing, nothing too exciting there, but I am actually working on stuff. I, I wanted to tell you, Bill, real quick, the, um, you know that big redwood piece you gave me? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I made a, good, a base out of it. I had some of the cutoffs, and it was a live edge. Um, so Bill had mailed me a... A piece of redwood is probably about 25 30 inches long by you know like like 18 inches wide um mm-hmm. and almost three inches thick or like two and a half inches thick it was really thick but it was live edge and it had these like big kind of holes in it and stuff and so i i was able to you know i got a block out and or i made a block out of cutting some of the straight parts out and made a base and i had this this one piece left over that was about two inches wide two to three or maybe a little more like three and a half inches wide at, at one end and then like eight inches wide at the other but there's like a big circle kind of missing out of it i'm sure if you remember what it looked like. right right but it was uh two inches thick so i sliced it into three pieces um like ripped it so it's like three so i could kind of like book match it plus one right and uh and then i found another scrap of it left over so i got all these pieces that are like a little less than a, a three quarters of an inch thick and i gotta plane them down stuff to, so i can make a top for a guitar so i can do some other oh, that'll the be cool. And do like a half inch thick top of this redwood on it, and uh, so I'm gonna get another instrument out of that stuff. I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, so I've still got you. I've still got a little bit of that left. I need to send Phil a little slab of it. Uh, uh, don't uh, don't do that. It's gonna cost a thousand dollars to get up here. Well, maybe I'll send it to Tim, and he can he can when you Wave come pick up me. your welder one day. <laughs> that <laughs> works. That welder, that thing. So I I probably use that thing up by now, but. That's not funny. You're just kidding, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll buy you another one if, if I do. That was a present. What about you, Phil? From my friend What's... Paul Jackman, okay? Yeah. Was a present. Paul who? Present. Um, okay. So, I got a bunch of things on the bench in progress. Okay? So, the first thing is, is I've got some oak that's been stained dark, and I've got some ash that's been... Uh, 
glued together and needs to be plain so that I can cut strips. And I didn't cut the strips out of it yet because I want to do it all at the same time so that they're all the perfect exact same inch and three quarter uh, mm. strips. So I'll do that. Um, and the reason that I haven't done it yet is because I kind of need to use the planer only when all the kids are up. If I try to do it when the kids are sleeping, the planer is just it's a screamer and it's really loud and my wife freaks out. So it's got to be done on the weekend when everybody's like out in the yard or something. Uh, so I'll do that this weekend. Another project I have on the bench is just like 150 feet of, uh, of network cable that I'm going to be running from my office upstairs, which is where my internet connection for the house comes in, to the basement, which is where I normally record the podcast. Uh, wireless is not enough. Like, I don't have enough wireless signal to get down there. It's fine for regular browsing, but not to record and to do voice over IP and whatever Skype and to do our podcast. And, uh, and my power line adapters just crapped out on me, so, which is what I was using, and it was great, but they don't seem to be working. So I looked into it, and I could spend $150 on better power line adapters and gamble that maybe it'll work, or I spent like $80 on, uh, or I spent about $100 on the cable, crimpers, and the connectors, and then just be done with it. It'll just be wired. It'll be hardwired. So that's the yeah. move. Hardwired's yep. always better. It's the best, you know, for sure. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just now on the second story. I'm going to be drilling through masonry bit from the inside of the office out, then running the cape, pushing the cable out, and then pulling it down once I get outside, and then running it around the house. Anyways, I'll do it through the window casing of the basement, and it'll be nice and easy. And I'll just yeah. do some caulking there. Um, the other thing I have on the bench is um, I made a door handle out of some oak for somebody. I think I talked about it before, and as it turns out. Somebody leaned on it funny or whatever, and it snapped because the way I had it was that all the grain was going in the same direction. So if you imagine you're looking at the door, the grain of the wood was going east-west. Mm -hmm. So if you torque too much on the handle, it would just snap. And I guess mm. that's that's what happened. Even though it was oak, I would have thought it would have been pretty solid. Whoa, 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 whoa. So the, the grain, it would snap really easy if the grain was running north-south and you, you tweaked on it. Yeah, this was going east-west. So even so, it's an L, it, right? But even the L oak? part. Yeah, it's red oak. It broke off on the L part, you said? Yeah. Well, red oh, yeah, oak yeah, is, that's what happened. Yeah, red yeah. oak is just like that, too, though. I mean, red oak is kind of splintery. and. Yeah, no, I would normally think it'd be pretty hard. But anyways, in this case, it, it did. So um, I tried to fix it by, I don't know, I, I was going to just put it in a couple of screws and just secure it. <laughs> <laughs> I split it and the whole thing. Forget it. It's finished. So I'm remaking it. I'm remaking it out of uh, ash. And I decided I'm going to go a little crazy and get a little fancy with it. So when I was at Home Depot buying a new shovel, I got a set of rasps. I've never had rasps before. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about that. Oh. Yeah. You are talking about So I decided to huh? add that capability and, and see what's what. And uh, and I'll play with that. And, and I'll make maybe make the handle a little fancier, do a little bit more hand tool work. And I've never had anything to work on, I guess, inside edges and to do more rough work. Um, so I'm excited to, to play with those and make that handle. And what I'll do is I'll either I'll reinforce it because I basically made it the same way. Either I'll reinforce it with dowels going through, yeah, or, yeah. or I'll cut splines. So wait, what what door is this for now? It's for a sauna. But what happened was it's an existing door mechanism, like the latch, and so all I did mm -hmm. was drill like a three quarter inch hole, 
and then epoxy it and then put a pin through it. To Is it on the it. inside of the sauna or the outside? This one was for hmm, probably the inside. Yeah. yeah. So the sauna sauna is the dry heat one, correct? Yeah. 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 So I think dried out beyond belief to where it just became a brittle pile of tinder. You know what? But it was, this, that's Bill. not what happened. It was that's one right. of the workmen who was installing it who broke it. He didn't. Yeah, even but have that's. A chance to oh. Use it. oh, okay. Yeah. But no, so. Let me ask you this. Instead of it being an L shape, so it's just a handle, right? Like, yeah. like a doorknob? Yeah, but an L, right? So, like this. Does it have to be an L? You, the client wanted that. Why? What are you suggesting? A knob instead? A, a knob, but you could picture an old glass knob with the, like the, all the facets of diamond. You said you got some rasps. Yeah. You're never going to break a knob. And if yeah. you could actually do some carving on it to cut all these little, like, Imagine like you're cutting a diamond, Dual right? Facets. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be fun to do? Like a solid ball, you can you can make a glue up, yeah. you know, and then cut the basic shapes out, then get your rafts out and start carving that puppy. Ooh. Mm. And it's a video. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I'm, I have something else for a video, and I have it all storyboarded out. I'm going to do a video about something else. I don't want to say what it is, but storyboard. Very, very different. <laughs> but. Uh, Maybe that's an interesting one. You're right. I wouldn't break a knob. So there wouldn't be any risk of that. You don't think a spline would keep that thing super solid, though? It probably would. I just thought it'd be... You bought rasps. I was trying to make mm. you use them. I, I, yeah, I am really going to use them. them on this. Yeah, just but for, like, really the inside. use them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would, no, but yeah, for jewels are... like that, I would do it with a belt sander, though. I feel like that would be easier. That'd be funner. It wouldn't be yeah. easier. No, rasps yeah. are fun, dude. I love rasps. Yeah. Yeah. When you get when you get going on the rasp, man, it, it is fun because you feel like you're a sander's fun too, don't get me wrong. I mean sure. for that you can get the King Arthur or whatever is attached to your angle grinder. No, but nothing gets fun. A hand rasp. Yeah. <laughs> a hand rasp, it really gets you into that whole woodworking phase. It's one of the few things that I do that I feel like I'm woodworking when I use a rasp. Right. Yeah, right. Great. It does it does feel like yeah, it feels very you feel very connected to the process. You know, more so than with uh, like holding, a, even holding sandpaper, because it's me- it's like or even chisels. I mean, it's, it's kind of like feels like a chisel yeah, in a lot of it's, ways. It's like right. using a chisel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually have this. I have a chisel. I bought it at the box store like years and years ago, and it was my first rasp. I have a chisel that is a flat rasp on one side, a round rasp on the other, or like half, you know, a quarter round. Rasp, yeah, yeah. And then it has a chisel tip on the on the top of it. It's like the ultimate like mm. like multi tool like woodworker's multi tool. It's a beater oh, chisel. I use it to open paint I think DeWalt has one. Yeah. These it was, ones are it was cobalt, these, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, spent, I spent a little bit of money on these ones. These are uh, Crescent slash yeah. Nicholson. I guess that's right. the... They, they, one of them bought each other, but they look, they look pretty easy. It was a set of three for different, like, they're all flat on one side and round profiles on the other, so you can get... Yeah. Is there, is there the, any kind of an edge that you can get, a, like, underneath the paint can lid with those? Get out of here. Stop it. Um, okay, let's, uh, do I have anything else? I think I had one other project in there. Oh, we played with, um, have you guys ever aged paper before to make, like, old-timey looking maps? Yeah. Burnt the edges, I guess. Crumpled and burnt the edges, but I don't think I've ever aged it. So what we did is... You can use tea and different stuff to kind of... So we used coffee. Yeah. So my, my daughter is into maps right now, like pirate maps and all kinds. Anyways, I found a cool map of Middle Earth. And so we printed it Ooh. out. 
and I put it in a pan and then I dumped some coffee on it and then I crinkled it up and then dried it and then I took the heat gun to it. Mm. And so the heat gun will almost like toast it so it gets mm, like yeah. darker in one spot. You can also um, you can also burn edges, edges if you want to with it. Yep. It actually came out really, really cool. So that's on the workbench because, I don't know, just by accident I love this thing and I think I want to frame it. So I'm going to build a frame for Heck it. yeah. Because it looks this. super yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And she's like, she keeps she's like, what about this map? Can we do this with this map? And I was like, sure. So we're gonna burn all your maps. <laughs> yeah, let's go crazy on this thing. Uh, she's uh, she's my she's my project kid. Like she loves doing this stuff. She's like the one who's super into chess right now. We play chess every night, and that's why I wanted to make a bigger set. The one we have I made was very small, so we both keep knocking over the pieces as we're playing. But. Uh, yeah, she's into that. My son is into Fortnite, so not the same stuff. Wait a minute. Weren't you the one that was just berating me a few weeks ago because I let yeah. my son play Fortnite? Yeah. And I said, and I said, well, he's 10 now. How yeah. old is your son? 17. Just kidding. He's 7. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Going on 17. He actually, I think you're both terrible parents. But I agree ahead. with you. I agree with you. Um, yeah, probably. My probably son's right. best friend sent to him. I have nothing to talk to you about unless it's Fortnite, and I we're not friends anymore unless you start playing. <laughs> that, those are those are the good friends, the ones that say stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, is this the pre-show? No, it's not. Okay, I can't say what I'm really <laughs> thinking. But <laughs> but my son was so miserable. I just grabbed him by the hand and I brought him downstairs and I put Fortnite on the computer. And I said, this is Fortnite. And then we put it on his Switch, and he's been into it, and uh, and obviously I had to start playing it so I know what he's doing, and to school all of his friends, because I'm much better than them. And, uh, yeah, so that's what he's into right now. I will, I, off the air, will exchange, I'll get your Fortnite name or however the heck that works, I don't know, I never played it. But um, yeah. I think that, I think you should play with Vance. Okay. Because apparently he's, like, pretty good. And he has this cousin. That he actually has this other. He started this YouTube channel like years ago where he's doing stickbot, um, and it, like he's doing and like stop motion frame with like stickbots, these little toys, because it had yeah. like this app that came with it or whatever. But um, he took that channel and he started doing Fortnite videos with his with his cousin in Rhode Island, okay. and they play. And and I, I always I watch them all before they go out to make sure there's nothing you know like that you shouldn't be putting up in it i just i mean i just gloss over i could care less about video games but um but he's like really into it he's pretty good at it and i think it'd be hilarious if you and vance became like fortnite friends okay so i'll, I'll get his i'll get his stuff i mean i think it's just vance maker i'm not sure but that'd be a pretty sweet name okay yeah uh yeah we'll talk after yeah this week's topic is an interesting one probably but i don't remember what we said we were doing <laughs> it's uh, i make therefore i am oh yeah right yeah yeah no i knew i didn't know. i was just kidding uh i make therefore i am so tim came up with an idea for what this topic could be and he said so he says he says uh, what would you do if someone came in and took away your shop or your we ability are, I, to use your yeah your ability to use a shop your ability to do your hobby or your creative outlet whatever no but are we there, say the ability like they broke my hands or they just took away my shop well, yeah maybe I, I would say it's, it's you don't have car, access to a shop right yeah. you don't you don't have yeah. a shop anymore yeah. we all three yeah. have a shop right mm -hmm. yes. you don't have one now what would you do I um. 
So before I was a woodworker or maker or whatever, I think I always sort of had these things. And I, th- and I think that's sort of the understanding here is that this is what we are, you know, stripped of everything else is we are these problem solvers. We are these creative people who like to make things. And so I was always into computers and building computers and just really into tech. And I guess I would probably retreat back into that. So I have that electronics mm. workbench that I've built out in my furnace. I just added another section to it. And um, and I'd pri- probably dive deeper into that world if for whatever reason I couldn't make furniture or bigger things or whatever. What about you guys? Yeah. I like yeah, it. Sure. Yeah. Bill? Well, you know, I, I'm actually, I've, I've thought about this a lot because other than the, the salon came up, you know, five, six years ago, whatever that was, seven years ago, um, I didn't have a shop because I've always had access to a shop because of what I do for a living. And uh, so I didn't really have, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't really have a shop at home until that salon came up. And I started collecting tools and I went crazy and now I have a garage full mm. of tools, full of tools, right? So, but I've been thinking that, I'm thinking about retiring and it's coming up in the next couple of years uh you know i'm eligible next year but it's probably going to be i don't know four or five years from now and i'll actually retire when it happens but when it does and we move i may not buy a property that has a shop and i wasn't worried about that i would love to and most of the things that we look at now when we're dream shopping for houses in in illinois or in iowa or wherever we're looking most of the properties i look at do have but it wouldn't bother me if it didn't so hmm. what would like, you do well, though you do a yeah, you're retired. Uh, you got nothing to well, do all day. What are you going to do with yourself? Well, that's the thing is that I don't need a shop necessarily to be a maker. Uh, I like taking pictures now. I've never done mm. that. So maybe I could get into photography. I could set up something really simple on the front porch. I mean, if I wanted to make cigar box guitars, you don't need a lot of room for doing that, right? Um, I could take up anything, really. I mean, mm. just playing, get, learning how to play the cigar box guitar more than I do now. Playing, making music, making, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I just, I when when we brought this up, I was like, you know what, I do. I look at houses, and if it doesn't have a garage or if it doesn't have a big enough basement, I don't worry about it. And it's like, like, eh, whatever. I mean, I guess, I, I guess maybe because. In my mind, it would not be an issue at all if I, I, I could build a tough shed type structure in the back and make a shop. You know, I, I yeah. guess I could do that. Mm. But Maybe it because be, it's also it not that real yet because you're not for real shopping yet for a house. No, no. And, and you're right. But I mean, even before though, but I think what's, what, again, that safety net that I've always had is that, well, I've got all these tools at work, mm. right? I've got, I've got a big old shop at work. I've got everything I need. I can, you know, I, I, everything and, and not just this job, but every job pretty much I've ever had where I went somewhere to go to work, mm. I had a shop. Right. I, I usually ran the shop, you know. So it's like now that I'm not going to have a shop, am I am I scuttling away from that a little bit because like I'm going to be retired? I don't know if I want to make stuff anymore. Not not like I do now, right? Hmm. I don't I don't know. Or like you said, am I just? It's not real yet. So it's like all of a yeah. sudden I'm thinking yeah, about putting fifty thousand like- dollars down on a house and it doesn't have a shop. I'm like hell no, I ain't buying no house without no shop. <laughs> exactly. I knew it. I, I feel like when you're retired, it's and you're gonna you're gonna want to spend more time in the shop. You know what yeah. I mean? Like because you're gonna have it. I think so too. You don't sit still. Well. I think so too, but I think because I have the ability to, I can make. Right? Well, you're you're I, MacGyver. I, I will yeah. go. 
If I, if I have no tools, I will go to I will go to CVS Pharmacy and buy a, a just a saw and I will start making stuff with just yeah. a saw. I will yeah. pound mm-hmm. I will pound pieces of metal I found with a rock to connect those two pieces of wood. I mean, it's just in my mind, I this is such a luxury to have all of this Big stuff tough. here. Yeah. But if I didn't have it, I don't think that would stop me. And especially now with maker spaces. Right. That's what well, I was going to say. That's true. Good so point. the makerspace. I've is a never huge even deal. been in a makerspace, mm. but the idea that there's these places that people will share their tools because that's something as makers we don't really. That's like a, a rule you don't do, right? Yeah. You don't share your tools. In fact, that's like a tradition. Can I borrow? No, no. you cannot borrow my tools. No, mm. absolutely. Not. Now I'm a little different now. It depends upon who because now I know a lot of people who are capable. Right, so I know they could use the tool, and I wouldn't mind that. But most often, it's your it's your uncle or your cousin or somebody or your neighbor. It's like, hey, can I? Buy? No, you don't know my tools. So now that they have a space where they share these ideas and the technology and the tools, mm-hmm. you know, you can. Uh, so I don't know, man. It's 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 funny because I, the again the first thing I thought was I don't care if I don't have a shop. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's just big talk. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's one of those like, well, I don't have to worry about it, so, you know. Um, well, it, you know, and where we're looking at houses, too, though, almost all of them have a basement. Even if they don't have some kind of an outbuilding or a garage, they, they almost all of them have a basement. Well, where you're looking, you're going to off in a basement. You're going to want um, a basement shop where you're looking because you're looking in cold places, and that basement will be nice and warm. Right, right. Yeah. It, well, that was the other thing I was thinking of. If I have a shop, I'm going to make sure it's heated, right? How am I going to do that? Because um, it is going to be yeah. real winters. I'm not. I'm, I'm moving out of California most likely, and in my cold winters here of like 48 degrees, ooh, I'm freezing. Well, it's 80 in January for you now, so yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's, but that, yeah, but that's because of the the, the liberal science stuff with the the whole weather. The El Nino. Warming. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liberal science. What about you, Tim? What if 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 all of a sudden, let's just say, let's say, um, Gwen got a, a an amazing job teaching in Manhattan, and you all had to move into the top floor of a penthouse. You you don't have access to it. Your shop is gone. You had to sell all your tools. What are you going to do? Going to go yeah. back to gigging? Um, if I lived in Manhattan, I think I'd probably have to, um, just because if you live in Manhattan, you kind of, you know. Just desires places to play, but no, that's not that's not what I would do. I I do have other things that I I never did with music that I wanted to do, um, and you know maybe I maybe I would do that, but I feel like that would be unfair for me to say that like oh I'll I'll drop this art and go back to that one because I I had that I feel like I have to drop that one too like they took away my guitars and my shop and I have to do one new one you know what I mean to keep with the spirit hmm. of the ah of oh, the, the exercise so you would exercise. you would seek out a new thing right. So I personally have always wanted to paint, learn to draw mm-hmm. and to paint, and I'm not good at either, and I never really put any time into either, uh, and that's something that does not require a lot of space and does not require a lot of special tools, especially if drawing. I mean, a pencil and paper is like literally all you need. Um, right, right. So that's something. But then the other thing I've always thought about, um, well, then, oh, then there's the, the other thing, like you're in that Manhattan apartment, you know, so sawdust that you can't create, you know, I could draw and I could paint. The other thing that's that's this new sort of love of mine is um, is the Vectric software. I haven't gotten into the Fusion 360, but creating models in Vectric. And uh, I was just talking with Todd over there the other day about our this next project I'm doing for him. And we were working on the schedule, and he was saying about, like, these other guys that, that he works with, and 
it, it, it's just sort of like he's like, yeah, well, this you know one guy's doing this thing, but I'm going to cut it for him because he's on a CNC machine. I'm like, wait, you know people that have this software and know how to use it that don't have CNC machines? <laughs> like it didn't even make sense to me. But apparently, there are people that just create files like that, and that mm, right. that scratches that itch for them. That's their thing, and then there's like, oh, I don't need to cut it out. It's right here. And it kind of made me think about, like, oh, well, you know, I have all these ideas all the time. Like, do I necessarily have to build them all? Like, is making a 3D, would making a 3D model be enough to scratch the itch? Probably not. Mm. I mean, I like, I like oh, getting yeah. dirty. That's the problem, yeah. right? Is I like getting dirty and I like having that space. So then the, my, my third thought on that is something I've thought about quite a bit is that, you know, when the day comes that, you know, Gwen and I do retire, um, you know, if we, if we were, like, she would love to, you know, live near the water or something and... And um, I always think about like what well, we could live in the you know the back of my my guitar truck. We could convert that into a into a house, which you know Gwen hates that yeah. idea. You know but, women, yeah. <laughs> you know something about bathrooms. I don't know, like who needs them? But um, <laughs> running water. But uh, but I so I thought about like you know like the tiny house sort of living, whether it's in a truck or just a small small cabin or cottage, and what kind of shop could I build that is a workbench that's say you know two feet wide. By two feet deep that like literally folds up and closes like a closet like a um like a murphy bed like yeah a, a, murphy, a murphy bed shop built into the side of the house that's like just a box it's like a couple feet by a couple feet pull it out and like what could be in there and what could i make on it i think about that a wood lot wood carving i mean wood exactly. carving is an art unto itself you know right like like you know we're talking about rasps earlier in the show and hand chisels like you know, like the one side of me, because I am in, interested in the tech, is like, oh, they make those little mini CNC mills, and I could do all sorts of stuff with that in, in a very tight yeah. situation. And the other part of me thinks about like if I just my that chisel I have with the rasp on one side, you know, like, like how if I'm retired and like it's not necessarily about producing volume, I could probably satisfy all the artistic needs I need with a piece of driftwood and like that chisel yeah. slash rasp. You know what I mean? Maybe a knife. You know, it makes it makes me think that it's we're we're confusing the word making because we're makers mm. with creativity. And I don't think you have to necessarily make with the same tools we're used to again with the shop and all the, the cool welders and table saws and all these things. You, if you can express your creativity in one way or another, like I said, for me, it'd be photography. What, what if mm -hmm. I just got an actual camera and, and got into that world? Because mm -hmm. I absolutely can get lost into that in the morning. Sometimes when I see something, I will be on one side of the airport and, and I'll just see something and I will like do whatever I have to, to get to the right spot to take that picture. Right. And it might, it might take me 10 minutes just to get where I want to go. I mean, it's weird how I got into it, but mm -hmm. if I actually had a camera and all the, t all the time in the world and, and to be able to look at you know, you can take three steps and see something and take three more steps and see something different completely. It's, it's, it's amazing with photography. But again, that's just that creativity. You're scratching that itch. Yeah, and the camera really forces you to change your focus on the, on the world around you. You know, I love right. looking at your photos. It's been neat to watch that progression yeah. because when, when the first, even the first couple of years of our podcast, you weren't taking pictures, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and then you just kind of got that bug, and it's been really neat to, to see that see that develop you know and, and like and it's nice that I, I picture you getting to your dirty airport job you know with your you know like early in the morning going in to do this stuff that you don't really enjoy but it's just your nine to five and yeah and taking yeah. 10 minutes to to find something beautiful before like starting yeah. your day it's almost like a meditative experience hmm. you know it so it's, happens it's, that you're taking pictures at the best time of the day yeah, or like one morning. of the two best times they, they call it golden hour yeah. right so sunrise and sunset yeah. are the best times to take pictures 
I, I do like it, but I mean, but that's that same thing. It's like that's still making. It's making yeah. an image, yeah. I guess. But it's not. It's so. It's expressing. Not yourself. having a shop definitely doesn't mean you can't be creative. Yeah. I agree a thousand percent. I was also thinking, Tim, before when you were saying about like uh, having Vectric, there's also the other side of the coin, which is additive manufacturing, right? Like switching over to 3D printing. And that's 100% something I'm going to be starting in the next couple of years because it's such a, it crosses over to the electronics world. Like, oh, yeah. like printing enclosures and boards and stuff. Enclosures yeah. and like little um, mechanisms to attach things. And, you know, if I wanted to make like all kinds of sliders for the camera, you know, and I, I like the photography and the videography part of, you know, making videos as well. Like I really enjoy that stuff. So to be able to make like all these DIY camera accessories would be super, super cool. So that's something that I'm looking in, like I'm investigating. And the prices of all that stuff is coming down like crazy all the time. Yeah, for a few hundred dollars, you can have a pretty good 3D printer nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, and they do make the, you know, like I'm not a fan of the plastic, of course, but like all the plastic I have for mine is all PLA. So it's right. it's plant-based. It's not, it's not horrible, you know. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I I want to spend time on it. I have this this beautiful maker made you know three D printer, and and uh, I I just don't have the time to to get I, like I had a couple opportunities to use it and where it made sense of what I was doing, but yeah, I mean just <laughs> I just don't have the time to mess with it, you know, right. to learn because that's a different kind of modeling and yes, I just, I just haven't had the needs for it, you know, I haven't had the excuse. But yeah, that's hmm. that's a fun one too, absolutely, you know, and and we're also like at the rate the technology grows like i mean we could just be we could be talking about like oh well, i like to push the hoop with a stick you know like <laughs> i'll do that when i retire like that's how outdated what we're talking about could be yeah <laughs> when that's we're ready true. to retire you know well me and you bill's pretty close yeah yeah bill's almost there yeah well yeah. hey so then let me ask you this and last last thing to think on what if what we're doing is making right now right and what if you retired or you didn't have a shop would it be? Can, do you think it would scratch a creative itch enough to have a podcast? Because everybody has a podcast now, right? It doesn't have to be Joe Rogan successful, but if you're retired, you're doing it for fun. Could you do a daily or a weekly podcast or two or three times a week like Rogan does? Do you think that would be enough to? I don't have a shop. I can't make things. I'm on, I'm on my penthouse in Manhattan. Gwen won't let me buy a Harley. She's the one bringing in all the money. So this is what I get to do. Do you think that would be enough for you to have this? ability to 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 stay connected to the community through a podcast is that enough to scratch that itch uh, i don't know if that would be enough for me but it reminds me of um leland sklar is a um he's a bass player he's like been touring since the 60s you know he's got a big long white beard and and when when you know the pandemic hit he started making just youtube videos where you just sit and talk to the talk to his laptop camera and play his bass right talk about when, when he was on tour with jackson brown in 69 or whatever you know like and just tell stories and stuff so that's kind of what he did you know what i mean because he's like a guy that spent his life on the road and now he's stuck at home you know so mm. th i i think there's something could be done there i don't know if that'd be enough for me but <laughs> i like it like i, said, I like it I dirty think, i think maybe being older it might be something yeah. Right, sharing ideas telling stories maybe talking to different people in the community something like that yeah. Uh, Phil, I think you're still young. You're still, you're very young, actually. Super young, yeah, <laughs> no, definitely very young and handsome. But I, um, I honestly, and 
fully transparently, I feel like a fraud during the weeks where we are talking and I haven't made something. I know it's weird, but I just feel like really? I'm not contributing if I haven't actually physically made something. It's an entirely my own personal feelings. Like, it's obviously silly, but uh, to have a podcast where I don't make anything to talk about making, I, I would feel very strange. But that doesn't mean that that needs to be the topic of the podcast. I do enjoy podcasting, so... If the podcast was of a different topic, like, you know, beauty secrets or, um, you know. Why couldn't you have a maker podcast of any sort without making something? I mean, what, what, what's going on there? I want, that's just interesting. I want to hear that. I guess, I guess, uh, I guess just the current format of our show where like, what are you working on? And if I, my answer is, well, nothing, then I feel like I'm not contributing to the conversation. Well, it's, but, it, but it's not, that's not the format of our show. It's a small segment when we talk yeah, about yeah. it at the no, beginning. I, listen, I'm not saying it's rational. I'm just saying that's just how I feel. And, uh, interesting. you know, and then if I haven't learned anything new or I haven't done anything new, then I'm not imparting that story. And I haven't. I, I don't like think I've done enough contrib- in my personal repertoire to be like, oh well, that time in '78 where I used a, you know, a turnbuckle <laughs> instead of a, you know, like I just don't have enough. I think yeah. to right, right. I, I get that. I understand that feeling. I mean, you know, I, I would feel that way too if I didn't have anything to contribute that week. I guess you know, like but you never I, have. I, You're our rock, Tim. Well, I do this for a living. Like you do other things for a living, so you can't always make stuff. Right. That's that's kind of what I, I look at it. We, yeah. we we allowed Tim to be on the show because he's at least the one that's going to have something being done, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah you and I honestly, actually have real jobs. So. Honestly, right. it's not always exciting stuff, though, because it's just, you know, sometimes it's just making a living. It's like, yeah, I'm working on the same guitar I was working on last week. You know? <laughs> I just try to find something interesting about it. But. Yeah, no, for sure. I yeah. get it. All right. Here's, I'm going to give this one away. This is my podcast idea for someone who's looking to, to find some artistic expression via podcasting. This is an idea I had about six or eight months ago. And uh, I'm never going to pursue it. And if I do, it'll be when I retire. So by then, you know, if, if you want to do it first and make a million dollars, go ahead. The idea is it's 15 minutes long. And it has an associated playlist that you would, you would uh, Spotify playlist or whatever. And so what you would do is you would cultivate one day in music history. So you say this day in music history, like August 7th, you know, 1978. And, um, and you would pick not just the number one song. But also, like maybe an album that got released that day, or maybe like some other genre of music that was just starting to bubble up in the surface. Uh, and you would tell a little story connecting these four very different, you know, or five very different artists. And then there'd be the associated podcast where you go listen to the song so those artists would get the royalties from the Spotify play. Dibs. Go for it. It's all yours. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's so much work. I know. That's why I have Well, done. here's the thing. The first thing that came to mind is is you'd have to allow yourself not to have the day that you release the podcast be the day that coincides with the day you're potting about, right? Yeah, that'd be too... Yeah, that'd be too that. Well, I mean, I thought it'd be about taking specific days in history, like the day that JFK was assassinated, right? And like, what was on the radio that day? You know, who was who was in the studio recording the next album that was going to come out that day? And then yeah, also right, right. then also you can say and you can look at the music from a year. Maybe there'd be a more interesting to be like a year after that day. And you look at the music that happened in the course of that year and the songs that were written about it. Right. The songs. So that if were you written did, that if, day. if you did. Yeah. 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 Did, and, and they came check out. Check this out. Check this out. This would be here's something I want to take that to a, a different level. 
I have like bingo baskets. I have two with 365 uh, tiles in one and 12 in the other, right? So I'm going to pick out one tile from each one. Ooh. And it's going to be June 17th. Yeah. And then you need a third basket with years. Well, that's the thing. And then a third basket with years, or yeah. or you can just pick a year or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just make it completely random and find out what's happened on that. My sister bought me for my birthday. You can get these online uh, one year. Uh, it's everything that happened on the day I was born, right? Yes. Yeah, I saw that once, yeah. Yeah, it's a little pamphlet. It says, on this day you were born, you know, Sears Roebuck came out with a, a soup sucker suit or whatever it is. You know. mm-hmm. Sears sucker, so, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, soup that, sucker. That, that's, that'd be fun. <laughs> but I think it would have to be more than 15 minutes. Well, I, th- that was kind of the idea, though, is to just keep it quick, but then le- like give, let the song speak for itself on Spotify and give the artists like this. So th- the idea is that the podcast will be 15 minutes long. Like You're going to listen to these six songs, and here's why. And then you hear right. six songs that maybe you wouldn't have listened to, and then maybe you're going to listen to a genre of music that you never really paid much attention to. Uh, and give it with fresh ears, like you know, like oh Aretha Franklin, she's all right. Then you hear this whole story, like you know, that was a day, or husband hit her, and this and that, and there's a court case, like or whatever the story is, and all of a sudden you hear that song, and it means more to you, you know. Hmm. That's why she was. I don't like constraints, though. I don't like constraints. Fifteen minutes is not enough. Maybe fifteen yeah. minutes of you you talking about it, but you could. I I'd want to I want to play whatever amount of music I could, and then be limited by how much I can explain about the song. Well, yes, yeah, like no, exactly. Fifteen minutes of me talking about it, but then the, the playlist is an hour, you know, of the songs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 The playlist it's not is like an Casey Kasem. Yeah, no, yeah, no. The playlist is an hour long, so you, I'm going to talk to you. Then, you, and then when I'm done, you click play, and now you got an hour's worth of music to listen to while you work. And, but the music has more meaning and depth because of that fifteen minutes you got at the beginning of it. I'd right. want to interrupt every every pl- song though to explain about each. Oh no, you can't song. do that. No, because now you're off the po- the podcast itself is only 15 minutes long because the playlist is a separate thing because you can't put the songs in the podcast without paying royalties. And if they play it on Spotify, then the artist gets royalties because it's really about getting artist money. Like, you know, except for oh, the, I forgot. The okay, I wasn't even think- I just thinking you would you could. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, the songs wouldn't be in the podcast. The, not even the only yeah, way you can you have do that, film. Tim. You can the only way film. you could do that is if. You record an intro to every single one of the songs, and that is the whole playlist. So intro to oh respect. yeah, post them right, and then the next the next item in the playlist, which is that week's podcast, is the yeah. song, and then your next one, and you could do all of that in Spotify because you can play podcasts in Spotify. Yeah, well, that's what I was wow. thinking. Is of, uh, but but you could also do um, you could you could make each one of those a podcast. So it could actually just be the same idea, but it's just about a song. Right, you can yeah. just pick song. Well, you can do that that too, might yeah. even be an easier approach instead of doing this day in history. It's just like this song in history. Here's here's what's funny. We I asked the question. Do you think you could do a podcast in if you couldn't have access to a shop? And I and said, you're no, both like, no, I don't think I could do that. But we've just spent the last ten minutes talking about this idea. So well, yeah, because well, I, I I'm not saying this, I could do it. Someone else could yeah. do it. It's a good idea, though. I, I yeah, I had this idea a while back, and I was like, ooh, and I got all excited about it, and I started to suss it out, and I was like, ah, oh. I was like, I don't. I don't think I can. I don't think I have time. <laughs> so much work. Yeah, so much work. but I got. It's okay. just not. I have. I have a lot of ideas I don't get to in my life. You know. Tim, I want to hear about your weekly tip. Yes, I had. I had the funniest tip that, and I. It was actually. It happened. I could have said it last week because it happened before we recorded. I didn't think about it until a couple of days after we recorded. But the the day we recorded last week in the morning, I went to a guy that. 
he he's another woodworker, but he sells wood. He buys in bulk and he sells it. You know, the rare occasions I need to buy it. So I need to buy a, a big block of like ten quarter uh, basswood for um, for this electric pipa that I'm gonna make. Um, so he ordered for me. He called me, tells me to go in, get it down. I get down there first thing in the morning, and you know he's kind of just bumming around. He's not really doing anything. His shop's a little messy. Uh, he's like, hey, come on in, you know. And um, he's going to walk to the wood, and I see his foot catch on the cord to his jigsaw. I go, watch your step. And he, and he, just as I said it, he like stopped, and he's like, he's like, oh, I, I can feel these things. He's like, I've got like you know the sensitivity in my ankles for these cords. He's kind of laughing, like I, you know, he's like, I felt it. Don't worry, you know. And he goes, he takes his foot out, and so he keeps walking, and I pick it up, the the jigsaw off the ground, and I put it on the edge of his planer, um, mm-hmm. or his jointer rather. I put it on the edge of his jointer. And then, and so he, uh, while he's walking over to pick up the wood and said, and then he goes, he's, he goes saying something about like, oh yeah, you know, all the cords, you know, he's got to be careful. He's like, yeah, I feel him. And I was like, yeah, I get you. I understand. You know, he's a little older. I was just concerned. And, and, uh, and so then he's goes walking back. He goes, oh, well, th-, he goes, well, this is a problem. And he picks up, he's like some, he's like, I'm, I really messed up here. And he picks up the jigsaw off the edge of the jointer and he puts it on the floor. <laughs> and I <laughs> after this whole talk about tripping over cords. So I said to the guy, I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, oh, you you put it on the floor on purpose? He goes, well, yeah. And here's where the tip comes in. He goes, he goes, yeah, because if it's on the bench, it can fall off and break. If it's on the floor, it can't fall off and break. And so all of his corded tools are always on the floor, and he just he bends he he doesn't even bend over to pick them up anymore. He grabs. I was thinking about cord tear out and all that stuff. But he just reaches and grabs a cord, picks it up. As soon as he's done with his handheld tool, it goes back on the floor again, and uh, and that's where he leaves them. So it's not for me. But it works for this guy, and then he told me a story about his eight, this his friend that bought the eight hundred dollar domino, lent it to a guy. He said, he said just whenever you're using it, put it on the floor. And the guy said, sure, whatever. Gives it back to him a day later. I put it on the bench and I knocked it off, and it's broken. Huh. Different strokes for different folks. I will say right. that's not. I, I not get his reasoning. Me. Yeah, I yeah. get his reasoning, but I don't want tools that will fall off a bench and break. And one of the reasons I like the yellow tools so much is because I drop them off roofs. Yeah, they've fallen and they and they still work. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I but I get his reasoning. Yeah, I get his reasoning. Yeah. Well, I mean, while you're using it, right? Well, it's just one yeah, of those things about about the like, you know, in the maker community and meeting people and you, and seeing people shop last. One of the things we love about stalking YouTube and seeing people shops on YouTube and stuff. And then you just you know you just right. meet these people that just have these things that they do that maybe it's not yeah. for you, but it sure makes you think. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, oh, I agree, hundred yeah. percent. I I understand the rationale, like the reasoning behind it is super solid. Like if it's yeah. already on the ground, it can't fall. Yeah, but it could also like kill you because you're away. Yeah. Like I'm more important than the sander. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Maybe well, it depends selfish. on what sander it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're talking I know, Festool. We didn't even ask my wife, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, Festools will they'll break. So mm. yeah. But uh, you know, it, it is interesting because I, I know like my bench, I have a pole in the middle of it. And there's an outlet there, so like everything's on the bench. I don't have to worry about it, you know. But I do know, like when I'm working outside and I'm like putting stuff on the edge of my truck and stuff, it falls off. And yeah. I think I think that I'm gonna take that to heart when I'm doing like breaking down sheet goods outside. Instead of balancing the the skill saw on the edge of my truck, I'm gonna put it on the ground. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I hate stupid. You do you, boo. You do you. <laughs> I, yeah. I always say I always say like when uh, when Vance was born, he was a baby. I tell my wife like after like six months, I'm like, there's just too much stupid. Don't set him on the edge of the table, Tim. Yeah, so now <laughs> because everything was on the ground, everything was on the ground. So now I gotta now that he's older, I put him on the edge. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you can put him on the counter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. 
Um, let's see here. Where are we at? I feel like we did a lot of this stuff. Oh, what grabbed your attention? Let's do that. Uh, I got let's a good go one. To, really quick. Let's go to Bill. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I wa- we watched a movie yesterday, and uh, it's from 2016. If you want to watch a movie that's just feel good, uh, it's lighthearted, has a little bit of drama and trauma, but it's it's just it's called The Fundamentals of Caring, um, and it's really good. I just I can't tell you enough about it. Just who's in that? I, oh God! The, uh, hold on, I will tell you right now. Selena Gomez, I remember her. It's from 2016. Uh, let me get out of Tim Sway's uh, thing here. Uh, Paul Rudd, he's been in quite a few things. Oh, yeah. I like Paul. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, him and Selena Gomez are the two biggest, probably the bigger characters. And the um, Bobby Cannavale, you've seen him in some mobster movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But anyway, it's... it's this guy, this, this guy becomes a caretaker for a kid that that um, has uh, MS, I, I believe it is, and it's just hmm. it's you know Brian Cranston, Chris Rock kind of a movie, but this one is a little more lighthearted. Nothing horrible, crazy happens, which I like because it's like, oh no, is the kid gonna fall off the right, edge of the table yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, but none of that man. happens. It's hmm. just it's more emotional. And it was great, and it made me happy and smile. So the fundamentals of caring. Check it out. I feel like you could give an entire lecture on the fundamentals of caring. I feel like that's your I real could. Yeah, mm. I could. Ted, TED Talk. Yeah. Yeah, TEDx. I could. Let's not go crazy. Mm. TEDx. Yeah, right. TEDx, yeah. Uh, TEDx, Oakland. Not TEDx San Francisco, <laughs> TEDx Oakland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work your way up the circuit. Yeah. Tim, what about you? Mine is the exact opposite. If you want to feel horrible and watch a movie that makes you feel horrible, um, yes, but please. is but is absolutely worth watching, um, and it you know in the pre-show last week we were talking a little bit about the Holocaust, um, and mm-hmm. then I saw it come up on uh, the search this movie by uh, uh, called Resistance, um, starring Jesse Eisenberg, and it's about mm-hmm. Marcel Marceau, the mime, yeah, who. And I did. I mean, obviously, I know who Marcel Marceau is, but I did not know this about him. He's obviously he was of Jewish descent, and during World War II, he worked with other people to uh, rescue orphaned Jewish children and get them out of Germany mm. and get them to safety across the Swiss Alps and stuff. And um, it was just—I mean, I cried like seven times watching this movie. It was—it was just beautiful um, because there was something about. Uh, I mean, obviously. You know, I like watching Nazis lose. I'm, I'm, I'll say it out loud. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, you never get mm-hmm. tired of that. Um, but there's something really beautiful and restorative about about this, you know, this artist and, and the way he, his approach to working with children and stuff. And I don't know how much of it was. I mean, I know the story was based in truth. I don't know how much of we know about how he was and behaved. Yeah, but, um, I'm sure there's some creative was, license there. Right, but it was just a, it was a beautiful movie. You know, absolutely okay. worth watching. On exactly the same note. Um, I watched a bunch of Izzy Swan videos. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, not related at all. But um, Izzy's put out a few like home run videos recently, and um, one that he put out, I guess it's almost a month ago, maybe yeah, maybe three weeks ago, was um, special woodworking joints like this one where because you know he built that. Um, that uh, sheet music stand for his daughter. Uh, right. and, and it was kind of like this funny shape. And I've always sort of stayed away from curvy shapes because they seem much harder um, to do 
right? Straight, you know, I could do right off the table saw and yada yada. Right angles are much easier. But he showed this cool, like, half-lap joint to mount this a second, or turn it into a tripod, essentially. But it was a fantastic video, and Izzy has this incredible talent for explaining really difficult things very mm. easily. And there's, they're just yeah, really easy to understand. You kind of look at it and you go, well, well, that was stupid easy. Like, how did I not see that before? But it takes his level of intelligence, attitude, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, experience to take something that is otherwise complex and just make it look so silly you feel silly for not knowing it um and then the other one i saw i saw another one from him today where he did the, like this quick lock system for dust collection where it's a product that uh, they're selling. That. and uh that looks super cool i mean i don't have that many tools but that's that looks pretty interesting and the other one was the infeed table for the uh yeah. the table yeah. saw yeah, yeah that looks super interesting yeah Be- extended infeed tables is a brilliant idea yeah when you're doing I, I, beat Izzy, I beat Izzy to market on the quick lock system though with my Morris taper system where I take yogurt containers and cut the bottom out and then it's Morris yes, taper. Yes, you on were the, the original. So tape. obviously mine is mine is you know much more yeah. sophisticated. I can't believe they break a lot and they smell like cheese. <laughs> smells like cabbage. So what, Phil, hands. what was the what was the most significant thing about Izzy's video where the quick lock and the, the thing? Did you, did you notice? And I mentioned it in the comments. I don't know. Thank you for putting me on the spot right now. Uh, and I don't know. I'm all I'm all a fluster now that you've said that. Why don't you spoil it for everyone? What I'll let you know. Good? Okay. Well, even with hair and sleeves, he is still a sexy beast. It's funny. I didn't pick up on that part of it. I was, you know, I don't see that kind of thing. I see the talent. I'm not looking at people's chiseled bodies, you know? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm all about just a superfluous, uh, you know. Right. Just yeah, looks. Yeah. Izzy, Izzy Swan shy. with hair and sleeves is still a sexy beast. Yeah. No, he does have he does have a lot. Like he's got a lot. Of, he looks actually like he's getting younger. It's weird. Yeah. Right. I thought so too. Right. Yeah. He does look like he's maybe he's lost some well, weight. I, I don't know. I think he's healing. I mean, he was having all those health issues with his back and stuff, and I think it's just you know as you, you heal and you feel better, you look better. You know? No, I but even so. ten I years think ago, the guy when he was always fun, yeah. inventing stuff. I think he's come up with something. He's found yeah. something that actually Stem reverses cells. the aging process. Yeah, he's been growing all his own food and doing all this weird stuff with it. Like maybe he's, uh, yeah, maybe he's got like this kind of weird um, peyote. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> peyote <laughs> <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah. Moving right along. Show. Uh, we did everything else, right? Yep. I'm all set. Our websites, williamlutes.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com, and of course, guineapigtanks.com. Guys, <laughs> contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. Send us emails, leave us reviews, give us money. That's the short version. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>